0: Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health, and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations, and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your well-being. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber i'm mike and while i'm being mindfully mindless hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there thank you for being part of the mojo podcast these are not real people they do have struggles and it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness.
0: To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told her everything, and her face dropped. Hello and welcome to Mojo Podcast and to episode 186. I hope you're doing well out there. I hope things are going good for you. We've continued with a very changeable weather this week. I really, who knows what's going on. Uh, But it's been a great week to see kind of more and more conversations around mental health seemingly happening at the moment as we go through our, our easing of lockdown in the UK and whatever that means to you wherever you are. I hope you're well. I hope you're able to access any resources and support as and when you need to. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by a new guest. We've got Kay from 37 Therapies with us today, and it was really interesting to to have a little bit of a chat with Kay, not just about therapies, but also our own insight into well-being and the way we, we approach therapy support and mental health, but also talking about a couple of other projects some of the things that Kay has been involved with um, and also just being really friendly understanding and respectful when we're talking about mental health and and when we're talking about therapies as well I really enjoyed hearing some of Kay's insights about um, different I think some of us would call these maybe alternative therapies Um, but I think they have a really really important role to play in many people's recoveries and um, it's just a shame sometimes that I think it's it's not deemed as acceptable to talk about some of these different types of therapies, I guess, um, from a personal point of view. But I really enjoyed sitting down and, and having this conversation with Kay. And I really hope that you guys enjoy listening to this episode and hearing from her. As always, there are links in the show notes and at the end of the episode if you'd like to find out a little bit more about Kay or 37 therapies. Thank you so much for continuing to support Uh, download subscribe and enjoy the podcast if you would like to come on in the future as always there's information over at mikesopenjournal.com but until next time i hope you enjoy this episode and i hope you're well
1: life isn't always easy at the moment we can feel frustrated miss loved ones or get anxious but there are simple things we can all do to look after our mental well-being at this time Every Mind Matters will get you started with personalised tips and advice from the NHS. Whether it's dealing with stress, techniques to help you relax, or simple tips for better sleep, we'll help you find what's right for you. Search Every Mind Matters today.
0: Hi, Kay. It's really nice to, to sit down and, and have a chat with you. How are you doing this evening?
1: I'm fine, thank you very much, uh, Mike. It's nice to talk to you as well. I'm uh, sort of, a, sort of a bit surprised because it's a bit rainy today, <laughs> and it does affect your mood a little bit. But um, no, actually, I'm I'm okay tonight. It
0: is a it's a, it's been a, a very strange day. I can't quite wrap my head around the, um, this the very sunny and quite warm spells, and then the cloud comes across, and it's just very dark and rainy and it's quite alternative i would say at the yeah.
1: moment um I, i'm finding that lots of people are finding that that reflects their moods you know sometimes mm-hmm. they have a good day sometimes they have a bad day and uh it, i think that's the way it's going to be for a little while
0: given everything that's going on in the world yeah i i, I think i have I feel like I've really noticed the difference because the sunny days I can go and sit outside at lunchtime. And then the days when it's not so nice I don't. And then I'm just indoors all day. Yeah, all day. All day. <laughs> um, so it has made a bit of a difference. But how has it been for you kind of the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, I guess we're a couple of months now with um kind of the lockdown situation?
1: Yeah, well, I guess because I I mean I do a lot of work um from home in any case, it just means that I don't actually have to go into the city to you know, for meetings and things like that. Mm. So, in a way, it's kind of the way it has always been, but but more intense because I don't know about you, but I'm finding the general levels of communication. I mean, there's a lot of confusion. I think going on between people, things are slower, and people are are not their usual self. So, I think my perception is that it's it's slower and uh, less clear communication but on the other hand i mean i'm finding i'm really really busy it gives me a chance to really get on with some things um in the business and also um with reading and and writing and we've gone and started a new podcast as well so that that's keeping us busy you have all these bright ideas when you have space
0: in your Mm. day (laughs) i think it, it has been really interesting i would say probably in the last Two or so weeks where I've started to see people really start to think about now the kind of the long term way that they're going to work rather than oh, this is lockdown and this is what the situation is and how we're going to work for the next couple of months. There seems to be a lot more thought about actually, can I do more home working or remote working and what is best for me when I'm working? How am I more productive? Do I need to take a lot of short breaks or one big break in the middle of the day? um it it does seem to be a little bit more thought happening about our well-being and about the well-being of people in a workplace um I don't know if you found that like I say I I feel like it's come across a bit more in the last couple of weeks but
1: yes I I think that's right I think it's because actually the the message has really begun to sink in that actually this is it and it's going to be like this for a while but I actually um I've I actually think you're right that it's really positive. It's really a good time for reflection and for thinking about what works for you as a person. I certainly like doing bursts of work, but yeah. you have to fit in, you know, a walkout outside or perhaps it might be some ex- an exercise on Zoom or a yoga mm. lesson or something like that just to break up the day. And then, the, you know, this, it's amazing how the day goes quickly, you know, sort of trying to eat more healthily. Think, I think it's just this thing that you were saying about we have the time to actually stop and think about what is the best thing for us rather than just doing what we always did in, in a routine and what we're expected to do. I think it's a very positive thing, but we'll have to see how it all shakes, shakes down in the end.
0: Yeah, we we don't know, do it, we, whether we'll just end up back in very much the same situation in a couple of months time and we'll just forget about this experience. Um, but I really hope that there's, there's some really good lessons to be learned. And I think because of the unfortunate situation a lot of workplaces will be in with financial struggles, actually, they'll probably encourage some home working and things like that, so it might actually be to our benefit in the long term that we readjust and rethink about how we do work. Um, but with that kind of, I guess, with that well-being side in mind, I know that really overlaps with um, some of the work in the areas of interest that you have. It'd be interesting just to hear a little bit more about um, yourself, Kay, and your story. Okay,
1: well, perhaps I should just wind back a little bit and uh, sort of say that obviously I'm Scottish. My name's Kay Hutchison. I was brought up in Scotland um, and I studied music and French and I got my first job down in London um, in Decca Records. Um, I was actually trying to get to work for the BBC in it, but it took a couple of goes for me um, before I eventually succeeded and ended up um, working in BBC Radio. Um, which was really which was really good. It was hard work, um, but it was good. And then I ended up doing a lot of different um, jobs in different companies. I mean, it sounds as like if I was jumping around, but actually they were kind of quite a number of years each. Mm. So I was offered a job at Channel 4. And then several years later, um, I went off to Disney Channel and then Channel 5, where I ended up, Actually, running a, a team of operational people who make things all work smoothly, so that whatever you see on air actually just looks seamless and and deliberate. And if anything goes wrong, they also knew how to make sure that things got back on track. So that's what that was my air. It's, it's kind of funny because my life's kind of in two halves mm-hmm. because that was my that was before. Um, And now there's after and I obviously, you know, that I wrote a book and I wrote a book about um, a bit of a crisis uh, time that I had. Um, I'll come back to that. But now I am a a very small, independent publisher of mainly children's books. And uh, separately, I um, was lucky to have my first book, which is the story of this weird transitional period that i had it's called my life in 37 therapies and it's published by an all-girl team at red door who have been absolutely great to work with and i've managed to bring out the audiobook um two just earlier this year uh despite all of the lockdown and everything um but the the story of what happened was really um it all started um, and, and by the way, I'm not looking for any sympathy or anything. I'm just... The book is really the story of what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, during my trying to deal with all this, sort of looking at what might have been the causes of why everything changed in my life. So I, I lost my mother. She died of cancer. I mean, I know it's very, very common, but, you know, it, nobody... Can tell you how awful it is until you're involved. Um, then I got divorced and I lost my job, which was the only big thing that was kind of holding me together. Um, although at the time, I have to say, I, I didn't think I was having any problems um, because it was the crash, it was in 2008. And of course, you, mm. you know, mm. I, looking back, I sort of think, oh, well, lots of people lost their job. Yeah. But actually, you start to question yourself very deeply. And I, real- I at, at that time, I, I realised I couldn't cope with the, the kind of distress of it all for mm. quite some time. So I started looking at um, finding some balance and we all go in different directions. And, and for me, for, for some reason, I started to become interested in all of the different therapies out there, alternative therapies, and and all of them were in some way, looking back now, beneficial, and I still do some today. Um, Although a lot of the things that I did you couldn't really do now. Mm. But um, actually, I did, you know, a lot more yoga. I did cupping, meditation, sonic therapy, things like that. But I did did quite ordinary, you know, sort of ordinary things uh, like that. But I did more extreme ones as well which we can come on to mm. but um the, the 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 story really is about the middle between the before and the after and a realization that i really uh, had gone through I had had a bit of a breakdown really but i didn't actually know it at the time you just keep going you know just keep yeah, going
0: yeah.
1: so um so basically um I don't think that I knew that I had a problem until a friend of mine said, look, I, I can't really talk to you much more about your various problems. Mm. Um, I think you need to go to a professional, someone who actually knows how to deal with this. Because, of course, you know, I hadn't I, I just didn't realize I just, just sort of thought, Well, oh, you know, talk to my friends about to see what they yeah. recommend. But I ended up going to five different ones. And, and of course, I, I don't know how many mm. people have been to a counsellor, but, you know, they're all they're completely unique. They're all different in the, the way that they work. And I think in some ways they were able to shine a different light on my problems, whether they were looking back at, you know, what your childhood was like, you know, how, what your beliefs were Um, in your head really and many of them are from you know an age the age of six or you know that's around that time when you really are you're not a a proper person you shouldn't be making decisions about you know how things should be in life at Mm. that young age but you simply do it's because you're quite you're quite you know you're like this sponge that's picking up all of these signals and signs and there were other people who were just um who were uh, talking wanted to talk to me about my relationships and others that wanted to talk to me about how I was at work and um, I think all of those were were helpful in actually making me sort of see myself in a more real light mm. and actually maybe being a little bit kinder to myself because I think I was always happy to you know blame myself or beat myself up about things Um, and I I think you need to have a bit of balance in there because it's there's not one thing to blame and Mm. maybe there isn't anything to blame maybe you just have to understand a bit better and be a bit more
0: aware in future Mm. one thing I'd like to to kind of pick up there you've mentioned having kind of those multiple different types of therapy and the different ways that they have um kind of posed questions of you almost to some extent I suppose um And I've found with my experience of having therapy that um, at different times, different things were more relevant or were uh, more useful to me. I've I've had some experiences where I really didn't feel like I learned much. Um, (laughs) And I think looking back, it was probably because it just wasn't quite the right time for me to be having those conversations. Mm. Um, Have you found that some maybe didn't work for you but looking back maybe would have been useful at another time or some yes. were really successful because they just happened to match you at that moment
1: yeah i i think uh a couple of different things actually um i went to one um sounds terribly sexist, but i went to one male therapist mm. and actually i he, he was um in the nhs and mm. obviously they are really strapped for for time, and I had to wait a long time to to see him. He gave me some uh, good insight. It was very very well organised. I had to fill in forms every time I went. I really had to keep a diary of of moods. And not everyone's like that, but actually maybe it was just the fact that it was it was. Um, I was just beginning to have problems in with relationships because obviously I was divorced and now kind of out in the big wide world again Mm. on my own and sort of living alone and and so I ended up up talking to him about that because he was a bloke yeah um but actually um I I think it was too early for me because I was still so um upset about Mm. about things that I spent I probably spent most of the The hour in tears, which it really isn't very good, you know, because you're not actually uh, communicating clearly. You're just getting your emotion out. However, I would say that I remember the very first time where I actually felt sorry for the guy because I really just had blubbed it all out, and I mean, he, he, you know, (laughs) I don't know how he managed to keep his cool. But when I went for a cup of tea afterwards, and I, I, I did feel better. So, mm. on on the one hand, I don't think in the session that it really delivered me benefit. But I think afterwards, I looked back at I thought actually I do feel a bit better. Yeah. However, <laughs> I'd love to say oh good that's a big tick. But of course, these things you can't just deal with in one session. These are these are um underlying issues or issues that can go on for quite some time and I had one other uh, counsellor who was um, uh, a German uh, lady who um, I saw in East London in fact and she was so tough with me and you know she wouldn't accept any of the things that I was sort of saying and was sort of making me making me making me feel really uncomfortable and that particular session i definitely felt that um she had actually forced me to stop looking internally and actually helped me see things more objectively Mm -hmm. so i think i think that I mean, I'm quite quite interested in learning what your different experiences were with different people. But for me, I think there was there was that there was the guy, there was the German lady and there was a shamanic healer. I thought she was just a psychotherapist, but actually she was also a shamanic healer. And she used to do these really odd things towards the end of our sessions where we'd have been talking about what was going on in my life. And she would say, let me just go in and see what's going on here, Kay. And she'd shut her eyes and actually just in it would be quiet Mm. for maybe a couple of minutes. And then she would describe a scene that she was presumably getting given by something or other. I mean, you know, I'm very down to earth. So so obviously it was kind of strange experience for me however often she would paint a little picture of something that really resonated with me either something from childhood Mm. or uh, a sort of situation that I was in that I'd been in many many times before and I'd literally fallen into the trap each time and was just repeating the sort of same Mm. old uh, response you know the same old uh, things that I'd done before and what was great about that was that towards the time where she unfortunately she moved away so I had to go to someone else but towards the time the end of my time with her she, she was saying you know you're stopping you've stopped f- going down these inevitable uh, repeated uh routes you've actually become you've been been become much better and that was really good because you could see that there was progress and actually she was absolutely right. But when I first went to her, I was just uh, do, doing the same old, making all the same old mistakes and, um, you know, not really being very strong uh, within mm. myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, so it's, it's three different ones.
0: <laughs> it's, really, it's really interesting. I've spoken to someone before that slightly different to your experience there but they were talking about um a direct interaction with um a form of a spiritual being yeah um and it was really interesting the side of they were very apprehensive to talk about it very worried about that that mindset of uh, this not being real or um what people will think if i tell them about this um And for me, it's having a little rethink of the the reflection and the purpose. So if the purpose is that, you know, you want to be able to offload or communicate with someone or that at the end of that session, like you're saying, at the end of the session, you had that kind of sense of uh, improvement or, or feeling better, whatever that looked like. Um, does it matter if it's come from someone with uh, some abilities we don't understand or whether they've uh, made up some of those abilities or whether that person's not there if it's causing issues then okay that needs to be looked at but if this is allowing you to communicate or supporting your recovery um, I think there's a real kind of empowerment from that and it's allowing people to reconsider what is what's more important in some of those situations is it that you're accessing support or feeling a sense of enlightenment from some of the struggles that we might have um or is it the the method in which you are supported and i think for most people it's probably just that they feel that that journey of recovery um at a later stage it might you might want to look at uh, how that interaction is happening or if that support um, going to see that person is the most appropriate thing for you or if there's some other resource but Mm. if it's helping it's helping surely that's the most important thing
1: i absolutely i think that's so beautifully put in a way because i don't think it matters if you know and that's what i found with all of the different 37 therapies Mm. it just doesn't matter if it works for you at that time and that's what you need, then uh, you know, and provided you're not harming anything yourself or whatever, mm. fine. I mean, there was a time where I don't know why I'm laughing because you know, I'm not laughing at, at any of the things that, that I did. I even went and had a voodoo session, oh. um, which, which is in the book, and there's a glossary of all the therapies at the back of the book, and you know, I had to be quite careful writing those because. You know, I I actually did get value out of every single one. Mm. There was a time where I think it was a, a follow on from my friend saying to me, look, Kay, I, I, ca- I can't deal with this. I can't help you. And I mean, it must have been awful for her. But I ended up uh, calling psychics for a while. Mm. Now, I think that was when I was really quite rock bottom and felt so isolated um, and in, su- in such an sort of odd place. That I, didn't, I didn't want to share all of the mess that was going on in, in my mind and in, in my actual life. And I found that um, calling uh, psychics at that time was actually um, helpful because these were people who didn't judge who Mm. gave me a perspective and as you say whether they were any good at it whether it's real whether it isn't I needed something and some of them were able to say you know some actually quite stunningly interesting things which turned Mm. out to be correct but Mm. I only knew that later on um and and again they're all different personalities so you know Mm. you would you would you know sometimes I was so desperate I wouldn't you know go for someone that I was good in say it was um love issues or work issues or family issues I would just take the first person available Mm. um but I'm glad to say that I think you know at the beginning of all these calls it's it's quite funny before they put you through they always say these calls are for entertainment purposes only (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I'm kind of sitting there thinking, look, I, I need this. You know, This yeah. I'm not having a bit of fun. Mm. I, you know, I wish I, I probably would now. But I, I do think that it's important to to respect some of the things that happen, because even if they're not correct, they do make you think differently um, with a different perspective. And some of the things that they said actually calm me down and made me feel better for mm. the next few days. And, and and that's what it was all about, getting through it, really.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's looking at that journey, isn't it? I think some people, for whatever reason, are in a situation where um, they might find it really difficult to approach someone um, or phone up and call uh, a, a counsellor or a therapist and those other options that might seem a bit more welcoming or a little bit more loose around certain things Mm. might just encourage them to have that first conversation and if by doing that for you know a couple of weeks a couple of months that then allows them to come forward and access support at a later stage I think it's probably um, a really important thing to to not shame that Mm. we can have conversations about the the validity and the the reliability of the support that's offered there and how it works and who's accessing what but i I, for me it just comes back to the purpose and if the purpose is that we're we're helping keep someone safe and hopefully encouraging them to access um other support in the future that's the most important thing um at the end of the day most people are doing that because they feel like there aren't other people for them to talk to so it's not that there's necessarily another option sometimes
1: It's that that thing where, um, you know, you really do feel as if you're completely on your own. um, And the trouble is you're not help. You know, you can you can go through Mm. really, really bad patches where you don't actually want to come out of it because or you can't come out of it. It's just Mm. there and you're, you're kind of desperate it's a it's a funny thing you just spiral downwards into yourself that's the only way i can uh describe it and there doesn't seem to be any way out and i i think if you can find whatever it is you know whatever it is to get you out of that can only be a good thing if it works for you
0: i think so i think um kind of for me it's also quite interesting when you're looking at that um you mentioned earlier the 37 therapies and i think in my um i don't want to say less educated brain but in my (laughs) uh, in in my less switched on brain i would just be thinking oh that's 30 different um 37 different i don't know counsellors or suppliers of counselling um or therapy um i'm assuming from the the last couple of minutes that actually you really do kind of look at and, and discuss quite a range of different um, therapies I think you mentioned things like the the meditation and yoga and things like that as well so it covers well, got, quite a lot yes of, it does <laughs> of different options
1: <laughs> and actually psychotherapy is only one even although I went to five different ones it's only one and it, in a funny sort of a way um, what the book ended up being is really a memoir told through the therapies because I think what the therapies did was it, it allowed me to Actually, take a step back from what I'd done in my life, why I'd done it. You know, I was a lot. There was just so many questions in my mind as to why I'd picked this career, why I was so utterly dedicated to uh, working and, and actually burning myself out, going crazy working hard, weekends, evenings, you know, also pushing myself physically to the, the gym and, you know, what for, you know, mm. sort of thing. But it was only after this time that I was able to do that. But the therapies, um, I mean, there, it, it, if, you, if you look up the definition of therapy, it's a very, very broad definition. And I take that definition, which is something that helps so it's everything from you know there's cupping in there, there's re- reiki, there's craniosacral therapy, there's um, homeopathy, there's even dating as a th- date, dinner dates as a therapy or you know solo holidays. There's um, there's obviously the psychic calls, there's um, psychotherapy as you said, and there's some other sort of you know you know sort of reflexology. Mm. I mean it, it's. It's really quite a mix of things, and and I think and, and so you can see that you know it goes right the way from hyp- hypnosis, past life regression. Um, I go on Ayurvedic retreat, a silent retreat, a sonic retreat, um, and some of them I was able to travel for, um, and some some of them were um, extraordinary, and I had to battled my way back out of them because they really didn't work for me as a person. Um, There's this one I went to, and I call it um, the the, um, re-education therapy. And um, it's sort of exactly what you're thinking. It sort of sounds like, you know, brain, sort of reprogramming your brain. And um, this group were basically saying, all of your, uh, you know, oh, woe is me, you know, pity me party, la, 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 la. Mm. It's all because um, you have, you are kind of feeling sorry for yourself and you really need to get yourself back on to think in a, in a totally different way. You have to reject all of those uh, old ideas and beliefs and replace them with new ones. I mean, and that sounds Really spot on. Who wouldn't want to go for that? Who wouldn't say, yeah, this is for me? But when I got into actually doing it, there were, uh, I think, three days over a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, early in the morning, you had to get there for eight. You were there till eight at night. Then you had homework and then you're back in the next day. You had to call people up to apologise for things you'd done years ago. And mm-hmm. I, I, t- I tell you, it was it was actually quite diminishing if you're feeling sort of vulnerable Mm. and a bit and I could see a lot of people in the group were actually a bit lost I mean as I was but Mm. it came to a a state where I actually thought I've got to get out of this because it's not actually doing me any any good and I I did but it was hard because they keep trying to get you back they keep trying to get you to you know go on to the what what they call it is the next sort of diploma course and the next you know and you're sort of thinking no but this this isn't doing me any good that the, the first premise was great but then it went downhill yeah. would you ever do anything like that Mike?
0: I think no <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah no, that, that doesn't sound like it would work for, I think um I really like the mindset of giving something a try and being more educated about different tools or techniques um, Mm. that can help yourself or someone else. Um, But that just doesn't particularly sound like I could do more than an hour.
1: (laughs) 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 I can tell you, I can tell you about, uh, you might be vaguely interested in this. There is something that's very ancient meditation technique called Vipassana meditation. Have you heard of it? Oh, no, I it's, it is actually just silence. But <laughs> I um, I signed up for this over Christmas one year and it turned out to be an um, all-women group of 50. Well, there was an all-men group down, down the road. Okay. They were equally in their great big uh, sort of school assembly hut um, all sleeping together. But we did 10 hours learning how to meditate every day and we weren't allowed to talk to each other or look at each other. They had the most wonderful vegetarian food. And uh, at, at the end of this, I mean, it, it was kind of funny because I mean, you, it's so unusual not to be able to look at people because they didn't want to encourage communication oh. in, in any sense. So you did everything in silence. So, you know, at meal times, you just hear the clickety clack of the knives and forks. And you would get out for you know maybe a half hour break, and it would just be this little tiny little plot of grass that we were all <laughs> we were all wandering about in like in like zombies. But to be honest with you, after ten days of ten hours of meditation, you couldn't help but I've cleared out all the rubbish in your mind. And I honestly felt really a lot better, and yeah. that you know I could sort of start afresh in fact when we were when it was finished uh the there's two brilliant things about it I didn't want to speak when I had to thank them I I realized that my my vocal cords had sort of gone and I couldn't really speak properly but um I I got my uh, purse out and the lady said to me um you only have to pay if you have you know if you can and you only pay to us what the experience has been worth to you so that someone who can't pay can actually get in next time. Mm. And I, ju- I just thought it, it just fitted in with the whole meditation, calming yeah. the mind. Um, and it just seemed to me like such a good good thing. I mean, it's yeah. a
0: bit weird one, but um, mm. apparently yeah. you can't do
1: it for any less than 10 days.
0: No, I like that I think I would struggle with the ten days part but I, like, <laughs> I I like that and that approach you can see like you said when you're talking about that that the payment side mm-hmm. that's when you can start to see like that that message that they are trying to show you in terms of this way of thinking or acting um is something that seeps through everything It's not just come and do this experience and that's mm-hmm. great and then on the way out, yeah pay us a yeah however a much track, and then there's a gift yeah. shop as you walk out the uh, door. Oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah. so it's it's yeah it's really interesting to see that there are those occasions when actually you know really re- taking yourself somewhere else and removing yourself from a certain situation and i think we i would liken it to some extent to um when people do gap years sometimes yes i think it's almost like it's that socially acceptable kind of i'm going to remove myself and just go in have wandering around time or self-discovery time or whatever i'm not going to put any pressure on myself to um start a job that's going to be my career for the next however long or um have to run around and do all these different tasks and i'm just going to go and do whatever um i think is a often kind of really ignored in terms of the the the, the well-being and the reflection side that mm-hmm. that can be part of that definitely not part of it all the time um but it's like yeah
1: a de- it's like a detox isn't yeah,
0: it? yeah um that preparation for what comes next um to some extent but i think we've, we've kind of started to talk a little bit about i guess they're kind of looking after your own well-being and reflecting on what what tools work for you and what activities like you mentioned in the the meditation the reflection and to some extent just making that decision to to not speak for a period of time um have you kind of thought about or do you look into kind of other areas of well-being as well that that support people or that would encourage them to feel better to whatever that looks like for them
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think all, all I can say is in, in my experience, um, I throughout my career, <laughs> honestly, I don't think I ever thought of, ever about, oh, I have to actually look after me. Oh, so, mm. sorry. No, no, I, I'm just a robot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have no spiritual side. I have no um, limits. I just keep pushing. And I think this period taught me that, first of all, you need a spiritual side, and that can be just about your mental health, about sort of looking after you, your, you, yourself as an individual and a person. But I also realised through doing all of this that, you know, I wasn't actually treating my body very sensibly. I wasn't exercising it healthily. I wasn't eating uh, well. I might be eating very well, but actually it wasn't what my body really needed Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, you know, coming back to your, you know, sort of gap years and healthy eating, these are all part of, I, th- I think, much more part of, of life these days. But, you know, several years ago, you know, in the 2008, you know, it was just the beginning of that. I think now I have a much better handle on the fact that to help your mental health, you have to be physically healthy because I think those two things, have to be have to go hand in hand really so that me and it, it doesn't need to be anything amazing it just needs to be plenty of water maybe mm. some lemon drop lemon drops in it it can be you know mainly vegetables and fruit i mean it's very very simple and um, your body will 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 actually give you more energy it will feed your brain and your your well-being and I think the two things work hand in hand. And, and of course, as you know, it, it's, a, it's a kind of two-way thing. If you have mental health problems, it affects your physical health. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it you need to start looking at, thinking about yourself as someone that doesn't just need to pound away at work, but that also needs to uh, nourish your own personality, whatever that is, you know, do something every single day that makes you feel happy and and makes you feel good. Mm. And also, you know, eat foods that are good for your body and also take some rest, make sure you get, I mean, it's so, um, everyone says it, yes, get sleep, get sleep, but it's actually more difficult than you think, you know, because sometimes You can get very, very anxious about not sleeping and that makes it worse. So you've got to keep, my point of view was that I had all these panic attacks and I couldn't sleep at night, but I kept looking for something that would work for me. And ultimately, I did find a certain type of guided meditation and certain herbs or something, maybe in the bath or something like that, and stopping looking at my social media and my emails till midnight things like that are I've got to become routine in your day and sometimes you know you fall off the log again and and it doesn't quite work but at least you know what you should be doing and I think that the other thing is to stop beating ourselves up because we're always, you know, sort of, oh, you should have done, I should have done this and I should have done that. No, 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 no. Just start again tomorrow and, you know, with a fresh, you know, sheet of paper Mm -hmm. and actually you can can make it all different tomorrow Mm -hmm. by being aware of what didn't work today. But that's my simple mind thinking.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that seems to be when we have our best ideas. <laughs> it's really interesting. You pick up on the sleep again. It seems to have um, it's cropped up a couple of times on the the last few episodes. Actually, I had uh, Vicky from the Sleep Charity uh, about a month ago. I think mm. came on and we had a conversation about the importance of sleep and um, the to some extent the lack of attention and the lack of coverage and uh, recognition given to the importance of sleep and kind of ever since i spoke to her i think every conversation since it's kind of cropped up in part of the conversation and i wonder if that is starting to um become a little bit more part of people's consciousness mm-hmm. that we really do need to give more consideration to to sleep and to rest um and like you and say preparation,
1: think, preparation yeah, for sleep.
0: it's just i mean as much as I can talk about it I know that I'll be looking at my phone before I go to bed Um, it's
1: (laughs) terrible isn't it it
0: is that side of I think uh, for for many of us at the very least it's starting to become aware of um, the impacts of some of our actions and how we could better improve um, our journey to or routine into sleep Um, It might be that those changes take a period of time to to put into place. Um, But I think it's one of those areas that we just seem to lack educational knowledge around, Um, seems to just kind of, yeah, drop off the the spectrum of um, areas that we cover in conversation. So I think it is really interesting that you kind of picked that up again.
1: I also think that it's it's quite difficult in lockdown because we don't have any... um, sort of structure so what mm-hmm. I what I found initially was that I was going to bed really really late at night I was staying up and doing all sorts of things and then I was just absolutely you know useless in the, in the morning and yeah. I would start saying oh can, can we do the call at 11 or something like that <laughs> you know can we make it a bit later <laughs> so that I could have my long lie in to mm. make up but actually I think when you Realise that, and you think about what is the importance of sleep, and it's that way where you know you go to bed and you've eaten too much and you don't feel very well, but you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. and your digestion has sorted it out. It's the most amazing yeah. thing in your body, mm. and it's the same for your mind. You need that downtime in order to be good, and for your digestion to work and your muscles to relax and release. And I, I think, I think. It actually, it's the, the muscles as well. I mean, that's one of the things that I find a lot of the time was that I, I needed relaxation techniques because there was so much gripping tension in my system for whatever reason. It could be any one of the, the things that were going on that I perceived uh, as issues and problems. But actually, they just make you sort of grip. Your whole body is sort of gripped and the sleep releases that and so my routine now is I do a very short um yoga wind down is do online yoga with Adrienne she's really good it's really easy and then I will do some really really light reading I mean honestly Mm. nothing political nothing I mean fun you know might be Jane Austen or something really really easy and, Mm. and kind of uplifting and and I will have the room it, with air and the fresh air coming in through the window,
0: mm.
1: and I will, you know, so basic basically just have a nice quiet atmosphere if I possibly. Mm. I mean, not everyone can have that, Mike. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, it's it, you've got to be mindful that that not everyone's got all the, the things yeah. that, that you have. Mm. But I still think that some of these things can be done if you center yourself and and actually tell you deserve a little bit of time to yourself to look after yourself and help your sleep. Because if you are in a good state, whatever that is, physically, mentally, you can actually do more out in the world with with other people. But if you're not in a good state, I mean, you you can't, you're not able to feel stuck, you know.
0: Mm. I think that's uh that's very true and kind of having spoken a little bit about well-being and sleep there and kind of rounding off i think some of the different therapies and support uh that people can access it'd be interesting to hear um if people wanted to find out a little bit more about some of the things you've mentioned such as the 37 therapies book and book. where where can they go to kind of find out a bit more about yourself and some of the things that you're involved with Kay?
1: Well, I, I I think probably there's only one place that you really need to go. I do have a website, which is uh, com, and that's K-A-Y-H-U-T-C-H-I-S-O-N.com because everyone gets the spelling wrong, com Because on there, um, I mean, there's, there's links to uh, buy books and, and the audiobooks if you want, but also there's a little bit about the story and why the books you know what's the book got in it and it Mm. is you know it sort of says it's of interest because if you're interested in memoirs because it's really a memoir as well but also there is a section that's that's all about the therapies and actually I occasionally update that with so summary of The therapy and my thoughts on it and one of the things that I have to do I'm actually a wee bit behind but I was actually going to put in links alongside all of those therapies to some of the places which I thought you know places you can go to find out more about those and it's also not just about the 37 I've started adding things in which didn't make it into the book even if I did them, it didn't make it into the book because mm. it didn't work with telling the story. Mm. But things like Alexander Technique, which is a fantastic thing, Akashic Records, which is basically looking back over the whole of your life and previous generations um, where you've come from. It's quite, quite fascinating, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and basically, that's you can find everything there
0: oh well, it's always good to have a bit of a hub i'm always a little bit um <laughs> envious when someone goes oh, just this one place and it's all that like, damn it I need to sort out of the website <laughs> anyway. um thank you so much for for coming on and for for sharing your insights into um well a few different things really uh <laughs> but also sharing your experience as well it's been really good to to sit down and, and discuss some of those
1: yeah well i've loved spending time with you mike thank you very much for the opportunity to chat
0: no worries. Thank you so much, and I hope uh, hope everyone's able to to go along to the website and have a look and find out a little bit more about Kate. It's been it's been really interesting to sit down and have a conversation, and I hope um, you have uh, an enjoyable rest of your evening. These are not real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness.
0: To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so they can appreciate yeah. You know. It's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew
1: that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything.
0: You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean this 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 shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting.